Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Tuesday on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Continuing our conversation around the Patriots' multi-touchdown victory, double-digit victory, blowout for the Patriots over the Cardinals, and they'll go to Vegas next week. The Pats are staying out west. Our guy Bob Sosi, not so lucky, though. A weary Bob Sosi after all that travel. Join, weary-eyed, I should say, joining us now here on the Brady Farkas show. Bob, how are you? Um, um, all things considered, I'm doing well, Brady. As you said, the Patriots got a win they had to have by any means. It was far from uh, aesthetically pretty, but uh, nonetheless, for the Patriots, it, it puts them back above 500. It puts them into seventh place in the AFC, and at least it keeps things interesting for the uh, the next week or so as they get ready for the Vegas Raiders, uh, playing, of course, in Las Vegas, but practicing in Tucson in between. You know, look, I'm in the beggars can't be choosers portion of the season, right? The Patriots played generally pretty, pretty against Minnesota and lost. They played kind of ugly last night and won. They needed a victory. They overcame some injury to get it. So all things considered, I'm pretty happy with what happened last night. What was your read on it? Well, I'm happy with the outcome. I think there are a lot of concerns still about, you know, the, well, for one, the injury situation, which worsened with the loss of Ramadre Stevenson during the game, Devontae Parker with a head injury as well. Uh, you look at uh, the defensive side of things. Jack Jones went out early, although he gave an indication to reporters immediately after the game that he'll be okay, but still, you know, will await his uh, prognosis in the next 48 hours or so uh, because the Patriots have been playing without Jalen Mills in the secondary as well. Uh, they certainly, uh, you know, have been beat up on the offensive line. It was a tough night for the tackles again, particularly Trent Brown. Uh, last night, he's been uh, far from full strength the last couple of weeks. Though he's had to play 100% of the snaps against Buffalo and Arizona while under the weather. Damian Harris missed a second straight game for the Pats. And I mentioned Stevenson's ankle injury. And, of course, so we'll keep our fingers crossed and, and hope that he's back and ready to go to play in his hometown of Las Vegas mm-hmm. on Sunday. But it's a short turnaround. Uh, so you, you look at the injury situation. I think offensively, still a lot of issues right now affecting this team. And it starts with the – Things that we've been talking about ad nauseum going back to the summer, uh, you know, a lot of short passes, a lot of quick passes, in part because I, th- I think, you know, not only is it the philosophy of Matt Patricia's the play caller, but uh, they have trouble protecting. Uh, and, and they did throw, you know, last night I thought a lot better, uh, you know, in, in some spots down the field. Uh, early on, uh, Aguilar had a couple of catches at the markers, but the Hunter Henry plays uh, to me were, 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 were the kind of plays we want to see more of. And they had a great rapport last year, Mac and Hunter. would like to see more of that. I think defensively, too, you know, the, the Patriots, you know, certainly came up with a couple of huge plays late in that game. But a lot of yards after contact for a tough runner like James Conner, uh, the touchdown run that he had, you know, certainly that's a play where the Patriots were in position to stop him short of the goal line. So I, I think there are things to feel really good about. And most importantly, of uh, you know, of all of them is they got the win. And they got contributions from rookies, two touchdowns by rookie running backs. Marcus Jones continues uh, to have a very, very impressive rookie season. And really, he's only had the opportunity uh, to do so as a triple threat, if you will, the last few weeks. He shined as a returner early on, but uh, the young man who out of Houston won the Paul Horning Award is the most versatile player in college football. <laughs> if there was such an award right now in the NFL for rookies, uh, he, he might be at the head of the class uh, of first-year players considering what he's done now these last few weeks on offense. 
on special teams, of course, in that returning role. And, you know, on defense, last night an interception, but, uh, you know, a couple of big hits as well. And uh, overall, very solid game for him. I was going to ask you about the rookies. You covered that. It was nice to see contributions from Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong Jr. Obviously helped ice the game down the stretch, the Pierre Strong touchdown. Let's also talk about Josh Uche, who's a guy, to me, last year was largely forgotten and we didn't know what to expect this year and here he comes in and now he's formed a really good edge rushing duo with Matt Judon has really helped this defense especially of late the last five six weeks or so well if he was forgotten it's because out of sight out of mind he was uh, he was he was hurt a lot the last couple of years you know and I think this was the kind of uh breakout performance the last month or so that people were expecting from a healthy Josh Uche in year number two, that year one to year two jump out of Michigan. When he was at Michigan, it was really a specialized role for him. And it was a role uh, that utilized his athletic talents to get upfield and rush the passer. And I think in his rookie year, the Patriots, you know, again, when he was available in his limited time, uh, experimented with him a little bit off the ball at linebacker. And, you know, last year was more of a specified role, but again, he was not available often enough. And I think Bill Belichick made a great point earlier this week in, in that not only was it game unavailability, but also practice unavailability, the opportunity between games to get better when you're always banged up. And what, what Uche has been able to do this year, and he said that back in the, uh, the, the summer and in the offseason, he really wanted to be in a, a good place mentally. And when he uh, came to training camp la- the, this past summer, he talked about that. And I think he was, and he remained so. And he also learned a lot from Judon, but more than anything else, physically, he's been able to play thus far, for the most part, very healthy. He's had one game uh, where he was banged up. But other than that, he's really been explosive athletically because I think he's been healthy. But also he's been able to spend time learning from Judon and also refining his craft as a pass rusher to add at least a little more technique. Now, he's not the most uh, you know technically skilled uh, pass rusher, but he's, he's added some technique to go with his burst, his ability to, to beat uh, blockers you know, simply with his speed. Bob Sosi, voice of the Patriots, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Patriots beat the Cardinals last night, now 7-6. and six. How did you think the game plan, the game changed when Kyler Murray went out? I know it happened so quick, so it wasn't like you know it happened you know midway through the fourth quarter or anything, but they're a different team with Colt McCoy. So what differences do you think there were from what we were expecting to what we got? Well, I think it changes a lot. You know, Cole McCoy, uh, especially in his younger days, was more of a mobile quarterback than he is today. Uh, you know, but even then, he was not the kind of threat running that Kyler Murray is. And I think, you know, it, it certainly could affect uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, what he had to say after the game uh, if he was asked how it affected his team from a standpoint of play calling. Uh, but with a guy like Kyler Murray, that run is such a, a, a dangerous threat to opposing defenses and the ability to freeze defenders and use RPOs and, and uh, the, the read option, uh, you know, a part of the offense with him, I think, uh, you know, is, is certainly impactful for the Cardinals, but also how you defend uh, Arizona. And with McCoy, once they got behind, 
and were forced to pass, you know, the Patriots were able really to tee off on him against a, an offensive line that's really beat up. And I think that's the other thing too, Brady, when we talk about the Patriots and, and the rash of injuries, they were going against a team that's really been struggling. And the Cardinals have used 77 different players. They've had eight different offensive line combinations to start games this year. Uh, they have really been hit hard offensively. Uh, they had a couple of uh, plays that uh, I know they would love to have back the uh, Marquise Braun drop on a fourth down conversion attempt. It was a big play. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you look at the two quarterbacks and how it changed things, I think that the Patriots were able to get after McCoy as the game went along, in part because they got the lead and got control over the game. Uh, but also, he's just not the athlete. He's not the kind of player. And he forces you to respect the ability to run differently than if McCoy's back there. Let's talk I mean, about Excuse me, than if Murray's back there. Let's talk about some of those negatives you referenced. And for the second consecutive week, there was a viral clip of Mac Jones being frustrated. And I don't know if he's frustrated that they had to burn a timeout, if he's frustrated at Matt Patricia specifically, if he's frustrated at himself. There's a lot of speculation after the game on kind of where he's at right now. And my, my question to you is not so much about that play or that moment, just what do you think Mac Jones is feeling right now at this point of the season in general? Uh, well, he, he's been asked about it, and he's talked about football being an emotional game, and I think it's clear he's an emotional kid. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know you, you know, what he's feeling today about what transpired last night. Certainly in the moment, there was frustration there, w- whether it was with uh, you know, the, the, the play call itself, whether it was with the delay of getting the play call in, whether it was with his own performance, whether it was the performance of his teammates, whatever it might be. Here's the thing that I will say, and I think that, you know, I just addressed this on our flagship station. I was asked about, you know, this very topic. I think Matt's got to be careful. Uh, you know, I, he, a lot of people can sympathize with where he's at in the situation. He's been, you know, put in in year number two, far from ideal for a young quarterback. The circumstances, very unorthodox, this approach the Patriots have taken, and we've talked about it ourselves in the past, but you have to control your emotions at that position as the quarterback. Uh, there are there you know, there are times where outbursts are understandable, the gesturing, uh, the, the the profanity that becomes, if not you know outright audible, as uh, I think you know some people uh, uh, will, will will tell you off the television broadcast the last couple of weeks. But certainly is you know the the body language uh, and and, and uh, the gestures that go along with the the reactions and uh, the monosyllabic. Uh, you know, you know four-letter words that might uh, you know follow a, a timeout call, for example. I, I just think yeah, you know you, your 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 teammates share the frustration in terms of the offense, it seems, but at the same time, you know you're the leader of a lot of young players on that offense right now, and I think you have to learn uh, to control your emotions better. And I think Mac understands that he realizes that. You know, there's there's been uh, various stories going back to his youth uh, when he was at Alabama. The, the Nick Saban wrote him pretty hard. Uh, you know, at, at times, uh, and uh, you know, as as a patriot, he's he's done some things that I think have surprised people on the outside, considering Bill Belichick and and you know the 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 kind of things you don't expect to see from patriot players in terms of uh, whether it's public comments or you know the outward gestures, particularly with a young player and in, in, in challenging coaches in a visible way. Uh, so I I think again, it's understandable at times the frustration. But at the same time, I think going forward, you know, you have got to be careful because also you you, you all we risk the potential of swaying public opinion, so to speak, and in particular the opinion of your peers and, and the people that uh, you know, who have opinions that you value the most in 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 the in, in the football 
world. Uh, right now, I, get, I think a lot of people understand uh, how unusual the situation is for the Patriots. And at the same time, while they might feel for Mac Jones, you got to be careful about, I think, you know, being too demonstrative on the field too frequently. And once in a while, an outburst is understandable and an emotional reaction. But you got to be able to control those emotions and demonstrate for your teammates, you know, the ability to handle them. Bob Sosi, voice of the Patriots, with us every single Tuesday at this time. Bob, you've been traveling all night. You've you've got up early, talked with us today, and uh, get some sleep. We appreciate it. All right, Brady. Thanks a lot.